0: Hope is hard to find. A new collection of real life stories from Fox News's Harris Faulkner reveals how salvation came when it was needed most. Faith still moves mountains. Miraculous stories of the healing power of prayer. Order now at FoxNewsBooks.com.
1: Ding dong, ding dong, that is the song with joyful ring. of caroling. one seems to hear words of good cheer from everywhere filling the air. While people sing songs of good cheer, Christmas is here. Merry, 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 merry. Merry, 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 Merry
0: Christmas. Breaking news as it happens. You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio. So glad to have you with us uh, as we uh, travel on through the holiday season. Uh, My next guest made a name for himself uh, during the George Floyd riots and the immediate aftermath for the next year or so as uh, they spread from city to city and... A uh, uh, downtown area and urban centers uh, burned down one after the, uh, the other, most of them uh, caused by people that actually lived in the neighborhoods and <laughs> wanted to be angry about something, and so they thought the best thing to do was burn down their own their own hoods. Uh, that's kind of what happened. Uh, and as those riots played out, uh, Julio Rosas continued to be in the very thick of, of all of them. He got from city to city. He was able to uh, well-document the uh, violence that went on and and really able to tell the truth about who started it and where it came from and really what the impact was that the rest of the media was not covering. And I've been a fan of his ever since. He writes for townhall.com. Julio, welcome back. Good to have you. Yeah, thanks for having me. And you just released a book, Fiery But Mostly Peaceful. I remember that stand-up from one CNN reporter. Uh, the 2020 riots and the gaslighting of America. Congratulations on getting the year the word the word of the year for 2022 on the title of your book. That's that's good work there.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I, I saw that news yesterday, and I thought, you know, that's very apt.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, and it is. Uh, and let's let's riff on that for a second. The media spent much of the last couple of years uh, trying to tell Americans that things that were actually happening weren't happening.
1: Right. And, and that's how, I mean, really, I was able to kind of fill that gap myself and a few others. Um, and, and it was it was it was weird because it's one thing to report on a policy. I always point to the Florida's uh, parental rights bill that was erroneously called or falsely called the Don't Say Gay Bill. Um, and, and that's a little bit more abstract. That's a little bit more. Uh, harder for people to get a sense of, just because the media is able to manipulate uh, that easier. But they still ran that same playbook uh, when it came to buildings being on fire, when it came to, you know, large numbers of people looting, and yeah. they, you know, again, they were trying to downplay it and trying to uh, twist it into not w- what it was, or trying to downplay what was happening. And you know, someone who was there. On the ground at a lot of these events, it's you just kind of look around and you think, "Am I the crazy one here, or, or is it really something nefarious going on with the media?" And of course, it's you know, unfortunately, the a lot of the mainstream, yeah. Yeah, mainstream media has that agenda.
0: Well, Julio, I think that's been seen nowhere better than the whole comparison of January 6th and the riots that took place after George Floyd. I mean, everybody was upset that uh, there was violence on January 6th. I I condemned the violence as it occurred. But when you really after it was all over and the the smoke cleared and you figured out the damages and what had happened and so forth, it was like that was that was almost insignificant uh, by comparison to the early riots immediately after the Floyd uh, situation and and then the whole year after that. I mean, there were there were dozens of people that were murdered in the midst of the of the riots that were supposedly protesting the murder of George Floyd
1: yeah and and i talk about january 6th uh in the book i was there covering the day's events as well obviously i didn't when the day started that that morning i didn't expect for things to get the way that they did and so um i really do bring that unique perspective where not only did i see a lot of violence that took place uh, across the country in 2020 but i was also present for what happened on january 6th as well and so And the media um, says nothing
0: really, about that. They they t- they talk only about January sixth. They don't talk anything about the other things. Which is why you got to get his book, friends. It's a really I'm, I'm anticipating it being a really really good read. I have not gotten a copy, but I will. Julio, let me shift gears. Uh, speaking of transparency, uh, Elon Musk is now the the you know uh, king in charge over at Twitter, and he is making news almost on a daily basis in terms of changes that he's made. <laughs> He issued a tweet this morning that said, in case you hadn't noticed, you know, there's 400 percent greater or less latency in the uh, Twitter uh, uh, access speeds. And there were actually some people that, that noticed and said, yeah, we were thinking it was uh, working better today. Thank you. <laughs> but it's, it's everything from small little operational things like that to these releasing of what he's calling transparency reports. And I'm just curious, uh, first of all, some of them have been released. You've written about it at town hall today. What What are we learning about how, about Twitter that has been buried until uh, King Elon arrived on the scene?
1: Uh, well, we were actually able to get some hard uh, numbers on who was suspended or the number of pieces of content that was removed under the COVID Uh, misinformation policy that they put in place shortly after uh, the pandemic started in in 2020. And just really quick, uh, since January of 2020, over 11 million accounts were challenged for violating the misinformation policy. Uh, Over 11,000 accounts were suspended and 97,000 pieces of content were removed. And they announced in that report that they had stopped uh, enforcing their COVID uh, information policy uh, on the 23rd of this month. And so uh, we, obviously, you know, with COVID and all the things that were happening with the news related to that, there was a lot of things that you couldn't really say uh, or you know, weren't really allowed to say without your account being either locked or just completely suspended because, uh, you know, they they were going against the broader narrative. I mean, the most classic example is, uh, vaccines and that uh, it was known for some time that it didn't prevent transmission but right. you couldn't say that you couldn't say that for the longest time even though we all knew it and social media not just Twitter but they were you know very much uh, preventing people from being able to say that despite the fact that there were scientific evidence early on that, that that showed that that was the case and of course now we can say it but only because later on the rest of the media finally was like okay now it's okay to say Say that, but yeah. and that's just that's just one example. And so, you know, Elon um, ha- has said that the reason why he's releasing these transparency reports is because he wants to be able to regain uh, the trust of the American people.
0: Well, and I think he's well on his way to doing that. He also floated last week, late in the week, uh, an idea of of uh, amnesty for suspended accounts. Um, what's the latest on that development do we know anything more about what his intentions are uh, are they are they was he serious uh, do you think it is going to happen he said something about seeing it happen this week
1: yeah so we're still waiting to see exactly uh, who is going to be coming back I mean obviously we've had Trump but there, there's even some some people that um, I followed way back when they they their accounts have been uh, restored uh, uh, recently and so uh, yeah, we're we're still waiting to see exactly how that role is going to be, because I guess they have to kind of decide. Because you said the two caveats to accounts being restored is if uh, they didn't violate the laws, such as like I guess sending death threats to people or uh, participating in mass uh, spamming uh, yeah. campaigns. And and obviously, you know, spamming and bots is uh, definitely one of the things that Elon has you know has wanted to clean up for a very long time. And I mean, even I still see. Uh, stuff about uh you know investing in bitcoin and all this like weird weird stuff and click on this link and and it's just you know i'm not gonna click that thank you but uh it's it's uh, it'll be very interesting to see uh just how many accounts will 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 be will be brought back i mean it's supposed to be in the hundreds of thousands uh, apparently
0: yeah well i'm i'm hopeful that mine will be i was suspended on the same day as president trump uh had just crossed the 150,000 follower mark and uh they didn't like that I criticized them for um, saying that they were ruining their own business by suspending Trump. And they said I was accusing I was uh, inciting violence against the company. So I don't know. It's going to be uh, crazy. Friends, go get uh, Julio's book. It's it's uh, it's always his writing is always to the point, And I know this is going to be uh, really insightful, fiery, but mostly peaceful. The 2020 riots and gaslighting of America. Senior writer for townhall.com dot com where you can read me on Sundays. Julio Rosas, thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. You got it. Kevin McCullough coming right back.